Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Well, 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 it is week seven of the uh, fantasy football world, and uh, I'm joined again by Jordan Pace. Pace, are you there? I am. Good afternoon, Zach. Hey, glad to have you back. Uh, how did your, your week six matchup go last week? Oh, man, finally in the win column. I mean, we, we talked last week about this new median score and how much I was a huge fan of that. But what I'm a bigger fan of is finally getting an actual win over an opponent. So finally got that win, um, got that monkey off my back. And yeah, it feels good. I, I it was a great Sunday uh, just watching the points rack up, but I uh, also got to see you and, and Sarah and, and uh, your two kids. So nice visit with you guys. Yes. Yeah. It was good to see you. And I just misspoke it as a uh, week eight, right? Week eight. And I got all the yes. weeks mis- mixed up, but yeah, we're in week eight. So you won last week, week seven. And uh, we are also joined by Ryan Risher. Rish, you there? Yes, I'm here. Glad to be here, gentlemen. I got two Titans fans here, guys. Uh, let's quickly just discuss the Titans, the big trade, Kevin Byard pace. I know we touched on it last week. Rish, mm-hmm. I'll let you go first. What uh, What are your thoughts on the Kevin Byard trade? I mean, there's no way you don't. I mean, you're not sad. I mean, it it is absolutely terrifying. I I mean, the only thing I can think of and pace, maybe you're in a different direction. Are they just thinking a whole new rebuild? I I, I don't know. I don't know what the thoughts are, but that's definitely a head scratcher for me. Yeah, I think about like the other side of the Cumberland River in Nashville. The the Predators went through this a couple of years ago where they like they flirted with a rebuild for like three or four seasons in a row. And it just like you're in that purgatory period. And I think. Rank Carthon's like, let's not do this for multiple years. Let's let's sell assets and let's let's start this thing now. And I I don't want to say this is just the beginning, but the Bayern move, as sad as it is for me as a fan, it just made sense. I mean, the guy was due so much money next year. Probably we're gonna cut him anyway, so he might as well come away with some picks. So, you know, it looks like he went to a Super Bowl contender. So I guess best case scenario would be to see him get a ring out of this. Yeah, when uh, I guess they they reconstructured his contract right at the beginning of the year. Is that? Well, sort of. They asked him for a pay cut, and he said no, and then I guess they called his bluff, and he, he came back. So I, this was always kind of what I thought would happen. Just – I don't know. It just felt like there were some bad vibes uh, around him. But this team's going to have a lot of cap space and, and more draft picks, and who knows, man. We might see uh, we might see 22 get traded too. I hope that doesn't happen, but it, it looks like a possibility. Yeah. Rish, do you think that we are, in, are going into a full re- rebuild mode or just somewhat? Yeah, you know, it's so hard because, I mean, our team is, it doesn't seem like we're that much different than what we were whenever we're, you know, playoff contenders. But, uh, you know, it looks like maybe that's the direction they're headed. Yeah. Pace, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between like a rebuild and like a retooling. I think it's what the, like the two different phrases they use for that. I don't know. I think the Titans were trying to do like a glow up where, you know, let's not tear it all down. Let's, let's try and build pieces around what we currently have and, and take one more crack at this but yeah it just feels like you know maybe they don't have to do a, a full fire sale um and you know if they're gonna start will levis if he looks promising and he's gonna be the quarterback next season like wouldn't you want someone like a derrick henry or deandre hopkins like this young quarterback's gonna need some weapons around him i think you fix the offensive line and you know this could be a full turnaround just in one year it's it's, it's possible in the nfl to do that in one season yeah, I, so, I, I, I got to interject. Isn't it, is, is, don't you feel it's kind of a little bit scary for, you know, how much we gave up to get to Levis if he's not the guy? Like, I, I feel like, you know, now that we're getting ready to expose him, is that now a, a, a bad thing? I mean, are we are we terrified at this point if he's not that guy? 
it, you take you take Will Levis this year in, in the second round. You trade up to get him, like like Rich was saying, and then uh, two years ago, you know, you trade up in the third to take Malik Willis. So it's like, I, I don't if they go at quarterback again this year or this next draft in round one, it just feels like really poor roster management. And it's like you're paying for the sins of, of a, a former GM. You just you got to move on. And, and the best case scenario, obviously, is, is that Levis works out. But it just feels like it's such an awkward point of the season, good or bad. It's, it's tough to find the final verdict on Levis for the, for the back half of this year. I, I think no matter what, he's got to be the quarterback again next year, unless it's just like really bad. I mean, unless he's throwing like three picks a game and just doesn't look like an NFL starting quarterback you you tear it down, but I think you're not going to know what you have in them until sometime next season. Rich, who you got winning, uh, Titans or Falcons? Uh, I I mean I feel like the Titans are going to pull off a W. Uh, personally, I do. Yeah, Pace, what do you think? Yeah, Mike Vrabel's five and zero after the bye week, so I uh, I feel like the Titans are going to win just based off of of their ability to kind of gather themselves. And I don't know, this just feels like a Vrabel win. Yeah, and. You know, the mismanagement basically of uh, it feels like Bijan and then Kyle Pitts over there and the whole situation with the Falcons. I think they got a legit shot to win um, the whole Bijan situation last week. I'm sure Jake was uh, not too happy with that. Um, did you guys see where he hardly played any on the got on the field or anything like that? Yeah, was it like a tummy ache? I can't remember what the what the issue was. <laughs> I think it was a, a headache or something. I'm not sure. It was pretty crazy. But uh, looking back at the the week seven that we just had uh our results we had the big orange bullies over rish donut stop believing looks like rish you just ran into a chainsaw there of uh big orange bullies who are just on fire um they uh both of you guys got over the median score of 159 um moving on we had the east coast wombats beating kemp's crew by uh was about three points four points here and then uh pace just a huge week. Like we, I mean, just embarrassed, uh, the, the golden Eagle football club there. Um, talk about your team really quick. I mean, you had Minshew going off, um, Barkley looked good for you, but, uh, looks like your biggest guy there was Hopkins, the Cleveland kicker for 24 points. Yeah, that was wild, man. I think you were at my house when I was watching that, that Cleveland, uh, Indianapolis game is just yeah. like, I think he hit three 50 plus uh, yard field goals and just every one of them. I mean, I was throwing my hands up like I was a Browns fan. It was, that was pretty fun to watch, but yeah, I think, um, I, I needed, I just, I needed some play at quarterback. I mean, I know Fields had put up some big numbers in previous weeks, but you know, Gardner Minshew did not see him throwing, you know, for 32 points, but yeah, he looked good. I just uh, I, I needed a win desperately, and it just uh, you know that was. I mean, I, don't don't take it personally, Cam. You know, Golden Eagle Football Club. I just it, it needed to happen to somebody. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, imagine somebody telling you you're going to have Justin Fields hurt, Ceedee Lamb on a bye, Chan, who's been going off on the injured reserve, Burks on a bye, Dotson who's not really you know doing too much this year, and Mims with negative points, and you're going to lean into the. Uh, the combo stack of of uh, Minshew and Downs to give you fifty plus points, fifty five plus points. I mean, I mean that might be your duo right there, Minshew and Downs for the rest of the year. They look good together. Yeah, Minshew and Downs. That sounds like a, a law firm. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, paper, paper tigers. But I'll just say the team. I talked last week when I was the guest on this podcast about there was a team who's been sending me some. I, I want to call them insulting trade requests, but. You know, it had kind of given me some PR advice that, hey, you're a bottom dweller. 
Um, you know, you need to give up, you know, a one for three kind of deal and just take what you can get and, and trade offers. And the offers that I was seeing from this team, I'll just say, uh, I, I had I traded away Minshew and Downs like this person wanted and given away my, my best IDPs. Um, the, the return on those, I think he, two of the guys he sent are now an IR. So I, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy. Sometimes you're happier with the trades you refuse and the trades you accept. I'll just say. Yeah. Um, Rich, have you come close to any trade so far? Uh, well, of course the one, oh. uh, with Jake, which, uh, yep. man, banging my head on the wall for Wait, that which one. one was that? Oh, oh we got to uh, talk about this one. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I got, I got cook. Well, the funny thing is I proposed this trade originally early in the season and he actually denied it and wow. came back and we actually worked out the trade between the two. Cause I, I really truly believe that cook was going to end up being a top running back in this league. I really did. And I thought, you know, I, and I, this is a stat that kind of blew my mind. Kelsey is, Kelsey is the same age as Gronkowski. And in and, and the, the beginning of the year, he was already hurt, but yet, Taylor Swift has put in this second energy to him that does not make any sense <laughs> that he has just been unstoppable and it has been the worst trade of my ever. You think so? Wow. Yeah, Dude, uh, let's go ahead and hit this. You guys, you remember that from the draft, right? Yes. Did y'all like that? You know, we just played it over and over and over, but uh, <laughs> so let's get, let's, I'm going to give that for the trade every time we have a trade in the league. So we, we did have a big trade speaking of trades and speaking of Jake, um, we had a trade where we sent Puka Nakua, Amon St. Brown to Jake and received back Tank Bigsby, Tyreek Kill, and Tutu Atwell. Uh, I want both of you guys' reactions to that trade. If you think, you know, we won or we lost right now, uh, Pace, I'll start with you. What do you think? Yeah, I think you asked me about this on Sunday when we yeah. saw each other. And I just, I think it's, it's kind of like, a, I, I, there's no real winner or loser in this one. It made, it made sense. Uh, I guess for you guys, I, I know. I think you said Brian was a huge fan of, of Puka Nakua, and how can you not be? I mean, he's having having one of the the, the best rookie seasons for a receiver that we've probably ever seen. Yeah. Um, but for Jake, I just I don't. I guess he's trying to like load up on on bench, but I feel like you know Jake. I'm, I'm not saying he's not used to success in our league, but I know in the past it's like in the seasons in the past when he's been like the top. Or, or you know the top two seeds after like week six or seven it's like he goes on a trading frenzy it's like he doesn't know how to have a good thing he wants to trade away so many pieces and just mix up his roster so much so i, I guess i'm this is just another one of, of jake's trades that i don't really know if it benefits him that much but you know he, he's just he's really turning his roster yeah uh rich what do you think yeah, to me i i mean tyreek is just such a game changer i mean i i i'm a big fan of i i every year i make the same mistake where I sit with guys on my bench who are good players, but I never yeah. play them. I never use them and they have zero value. And that's one thing that you and Jake do well. And even Jordan I've seen do well is you, you just find a way to get those top tier guys and don't, you don't stress as much about having that solid depth, just sitting there on the bench, not making points. I think it's smart. It's a good strategy. Yeah, so we got the trade deadline in our league three about three weeks away. It is on November the 18th, so three weeks from this Saturday is the uh, trade deadline. So um, quickly getting back to all the matchups really quick. Greg Coe beat the West Coast Wombats 160-108. to 108. Isaiah 40-31 beat Strongside 157-130. to 130. And then your worst nightmare beat Tecmo Power Runners 153-8 to eight, or 153-148. to 148. 
and we beat the Almond Brothers 162 to 156. So, uh, so guys, we are pretty much at the halfway point here for the for the season, and so we wanted to have Rish on. Playoffs start in is it week 15 now? I think that's it. Sounds right. Something like that. Let me see. I think it's I think it's 14. It's 15. We got 15. Oh, now, interesting. Okay. I, yeah, so we got 15, 16, and 17, at, at least when I click the, the playoffs tab. So we are um, pretty much at the halfway point here. And so, Rish, last year you did the What I Like About You segment, and you are bringing it back this year. So this is the 2023 What I Like About You. You got it, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Jordan Pace's barbecue whispering in my ear, the Gauls ice cream telling me all the things I like to hear. And it's true. Camelball Fantasy League, these are the things I like about you. The old Tecmo football video game back in the 80s had this glitch in it that any team who played with Bo Jackson was unbeatable. Tecmo Power Runners may not have hit that cheat code with their team this year, and many have probably written them off with their current record. But too often we forget the Gauls' power of finding free agents and making moves to keep them relevant. They may be the current Ice Bucket recipient for now, but don't get used to it. They have just the right amount of talent and depth to claw their way back to being a contender. Ooh, okay. Thou shall not grow weary. Thou shall spread thy wings like eagles and not grow faint. <laughs> Jordan may be liberal in his ways, but not in his draft choices this year, as he silently chose a solid team. Jordan's team may not be the top of the standings, but with threats like Christian McCaffrey, Jordan is this year's David. He is the giant killer, and it could take out any team any week. If his players are playing at the top of their potential. <laughs> now let's go to West Coast. Show you love with the West Coast Wombats. West Coast has a message to give to the Campbell Ball League. That is not to be confused with the massage, a.k.a. Deshaun Watson is their quarterback. That, that he will not be going down easy to the Ice Bucket Challenge. McLaughlin and Swift have been a dangerous running back tandem, and McLaurin is always a threat at receiver. They may not have the depth needed to make a play, run to the playoffs, but a pain for anyone they're going to have to play against this season. Matt Suggy Bear Strongside, you do not fool me. He is that guy on Fortnite who camps out and snipes from a distance as he silently waits to pounce on a playoff run. He has lulled us to sleep like melatonin and sits with a stacked roster. If Jared Allen's arm can somehow stay at healthy, Matt has the depth to be this league sleeper. I feel bad referring to him as a sleeper considering Matt had one of the best drafts this year. But Suggy Bear is about to come awake and make his run to the playoffs. Mm. Kevin White, your worst nightmare. Always another one who finds a way to linger at the top. He's always just hanging in there like a hair on a biscuit. <laughs> Kevin, every year, stacks a solid defense and depth at quarterback with Bajon Robinson taking this team for a run all the way to the playoffs. Golden Eagle Football Club is another team with a huge boom or bust potential every week. Seeing the Miami offensive players like Tua and Waddle is a nightmare in itself. And then you add players like Christian Kirk and Amari Cooper on top of that. And then you sprinkle on a very healthy dosage of Derrick Henry, who is known to pounce in the second half of the season. This is a team I am not looking forward to facing. Next on our list, we have Greg Coe. No running backs, no problem. The fact that he doesn't have solid running backs right now makes this team even more frightening. Devontae <laughs> Adams and a recovering Cooper Cup is a dangerous duo with a point machine like Lamar Jackson. I would be concerned if Greg does land any kind of stud at running back. 
he may just be unstoppable if that happens, especially with the consistent IDPs he has on his team. Running next, go ahead and put some coals in. The train is starting back up and they're heating up. James and Blake are stacked with enough talent to make a run in the playoffs and the depth to make it happen with the Allman brothers. Jalen Hurts is currently the overall number four point leader, and he's easily helping his team cruise to victories. Justin Jefferson may have hit IR, but that's no problem. With a running back tandem like Taylor and Pacheco, that's going to be enough to get them contending again. You're not going to catch them, no. You're not going to let them catch the Midnight Rider. Good luck, Almond Brothers. Ross and Reed, in my opinion, one of their best teams in this league that they have drafted. You have Herbert. You have Godwin, who's always a second uh, half of the season sleeper. You have Jacobs and Kamara running back. And, of course, A.J. Brown, one of the best wide receivers in the league. <sighs> All this, uh, it's just letting out a sigh. Every team who has to face them is going to uh, be nervous for that week. Next in our, lease, our, our list, sorry, uh, next team we have... Yes, I may have broke that curse uh, of finally winning against Jake Standifer. However, he had the final laugh banking on that trade. Jake is like that final boss in a video game where you somehow have to look for that weak spot. Good luck. You can't find it. No one has the powerhouse uh, tied in just like he has, and, and, and there is no weakness on this guy's roster. Jake, we'll see you in the finals. Next, you have H&F. H&F is turning quickly into the Amazon company of our league, shutting down all the small guys. <laughs> Tyreek Hill is an absolute nightmare, and he is uh, putting up as much as 44 points in a game. Zach is currently my winner for the league, oh, and I have no. him in a rematch Rich, with Jay. don't do that to us. Very last on our list today, we have those bullies, Chase and Carver. I would be shocked to not see them at least reach our top four this year. They have all the depth and talent just to do that. They are stacked to defense, and if someone gets goes down on their team, they have just the right depth to replace them. And that, my friends, is what I like about you. Wow. Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate you. And, uh, hey, have a good one, gentlemen. Rish, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Fantastic, Rish. Yes. All right, that was it for Rish. And he's out just like that. Pace. <laughs> did I am I crazy? Did did I miss a pace in your face? Uh what I like about you? Oh, did you really? I I'll go back and listen, but I, I didn't hear anything. Maybe you didn't like anything about my team. Wow, let me let me just text him really quick. Hold on one second. <laughs> a little Freudian slip there. Um, yeah, always oh, always great with Rich though. I uh, I really love the, the the part with Greg, the the initial uh, no running backs, no problem. That made me laugh really good. Really, that hard. was funny, man. Maybe he did. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. I don't know. Yeah, I got I got a I got a shout out for the barbecue, but nothing about the team. <laughs> That's funny. I text him. We'll see if he joins back. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, Rich, we always appreciate that. It's always good and. Uh, I know that takes a lot of work, so we're we're thankful for Rich joining us. Uh, Pace, let's go ahead and hit the uh, show me the money, the uh, Fab report for this week. Show me the money. It was a rather boring week. I mean, mm -hmm. Fab wise, were you? Uh, I mean, it looks like you got a couple guys, didn't you, this week, Pace? Yeah, I think I was the only one that actually submitted any offers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I I, I was the only one that was awarded um, Fab players. Uh, yeah, I got Kenny Moore corner for the Colts. Um, you know, I, I overspent by three bucks, but you know, not a big deal. Looks like Greg uh, submitted two and Kemp screw zero. 
yeah. then the Chargers defense um, had to play the Chargers. They're playing, um, you know, against Chicago and then the Jets in the next two weeks. So got them for five dollars. You guys bid zero. So you know, you hate to see when you overbid, but you know, you got to get your guy. Yeah, and then the only other guy getting a bid was Demario Douglas. Did you already say that, Demario? Oh right. So yeah, nobody else competed there. I just yeah, I yeah. Had, so felt, Demario Douglas. Like I needed, but yeah, yeah. But hey, Kenny Moore, I, I really like that pickup. He has been solid. Yeah, I you know I don't. I'm going adverse to how I normally play. Like I'm I'm putting Colts players on my on my team, and you know that's just that's not like me out of character. But uh, gotta gotta do what's right to get to get back on track. Yeah, yeah. All right, hey, hey, joining us back, we've got Rish. Rish, did did you do pace in your face? Did you do a what I like about you? So I I I'm I, I kid you not. I, I'm looking at my notes here. I, I somehow miss pace. I, I think I started talking about his barbecue and I got distracted. Um wow, yeah, I missed that pretty badly. Um so yeah, I mean when it comes to pace, uh, obviously not only is he a fantastic barbecue guy, of course, let's be honest. Pace, we already knew from the beginning he had one of the best drafts. I mean, he's gonna be right there at the end. He's got everybody in need on there. He's got a strong quarterback now with Minshew, he's been solid. Uh, you always hate to see the young rookie quarterback go down, but you got to love it for pace because Minshew's been solid. There is not a weak spot. Uh, you know, even even at wide receiver, running back, he's got the depth. You know, who who would have thought you'd be benching Justin Fields <laughs> uh, yeah. for Garner Minshew and still being successful? I mean, pace. We we know it's going to happen. He's going to be there at the, the the final four towards the end of the year, as always. There we go. Off, pace, how, off how the cuff, it? yeah. Off the cuff, impromptu praise from Rush. I, like I appreciate it. it. Thank yeah. you for joining back in. I I uh, I was going to feel like a real narcissist if you actually had talked about me, and I just thought no, no. I I I have you in my notes here, and I did not list you at all. I'm sorry. I I I literally talked about your barbecue and got distracted. I kept, couldn't stop thinking about it. It said it said pace in your face in slash a. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. You you set the new uh you set the new like level a uh, uh, new tone for barbecue and it has ruined me since. I can't I can't even enjoy it anymore. You know, it's just you ruined it for me. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you, Rush. Yeah, All have right. a good one. Too. All right, see you, Rush. All right, there you go, pace. Oh, now that. you can continue on, so you're good. Yeah, I uh, I really was thinking, man, I hope he says he d- didn't include me, because if he did and we we listened back, I was going to just feel like a total idiot. <laughs> man, that was <laughs> funny. All right, let's hit up our uh, all-pro team, Trip Around the League. Let's take a trip around the league. All right, your top uh, quarterback for week seven, who do you think it was? Face, any idea? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Patrick Mahomes with 42.10 points for uh, Rish. Do not stop believing. Lamar Jackson was very close right behind him. Your top wide receivers. Uh, let's go with your top two. Jordan Addison for Greco and A.J. Brown for the East Coast Wombats. Uh, 32 and 29 points for those guys. 123 yards for Addison, who could have had more. And then uh, A.J. Brown for 137 and a touchdown as well. Um Moving on to your top running back for week seven, we have – oh, you know, everybody saw this coming. Do you have any any idea on this pace? Um, was it Daryl Henderson for the Rams? It was not. It was – you're close, though. I mean, I feel like it would be somebody like that. It's uh, yeah. Deontay Foreman for Chicago. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I should have known that. 33 points. Didn't Kevin bid a ton of fab on him? Am I wrong? No. What's crazy about – Foreman is he was supposed to be the starting running back and then I, I guess he like fell out of favor with like the Bears before the season started and he was inactive for like the first three weeks I think and Crazy. they had some injuries and now he's now he's back 
he had 16 attempts for 89 yards, two touchdowns, three receptions for 31, and another touchdown. It's just crazy. And then your next uh, highest running back was uh, Alvin Kamara for the East Coast Wombats, who is just like a PPR cheat code right now. He had 12 receptions for 91 yards and also tack on 17 rushing attempts for 62 yards. He was targeted 14 times. I mean, did you did you see the stat where like in week four or five, he had more receptions than receiving yards? Oh, it was like he had like 14 catches and like 13 yards. Yeah, they're just they're throwing to him like out of the flat and just, yeah, PPR machine, like you said. Yeah, uh, I guess Jake is a big uh, Taylor Swift fan or something because, you know, the Travis Kelsey trade, this guy has just been on fire. 35.90 points, your top tight end. Moving on to your top kicker for this week is uh, Dustin Hopkins, you know, for you, Pace, uh, 24 points. We talked about him before. Great week for him. Moving on, your top defense is the New York Giants, who went up against Washington. They tied – no, they beat uh, Cleveland. Cleveland was number two. 24 points um, for the New York Giants. They had six sacks versus Washington, which seems to be the theme uh, with anybody with them right now. Miles Garrett was your top IDP. He had 29.75 for Isaiah, 40-31. Uh, how do you say this guy from Jacksonville, the the linebacker? Uh... Aluakon? Aluakon? There we go. Aluakon, yeah. Aluakon. There you go. That's probably the only time you guys are going to hear that, um, unless Pace is here. So 28 points, big words, (laughs) bullies. Jerome Baker, East Coast Wombats, 23.75. Cameron Bynum was your top safety for the big orange bullies, 21.25. And then Jalen Johnson uh, for Chicago, who is a free agent, is 20.25 as your other um, top DB spot or safety spot in our league. So that is your all-pro team. For week seven, Pace, let's head over and do our picks of the week. Picks of the week. All right, let's uh, let's check in over here on the uh, league pick them really quick. Just a little humble brag here. I'm in first place. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I moved up five and two this week, so I'm up by one over uh, Greco, Jake, and Blake, all tied for second place. Strong side, Matt Collins. Uh, Jordan Iwan is in pace, Cameron, Carver, Reed, Jeff, Kevin White, um, all these guys in that order. Moving on to our week eight picks pace. Uh, let's go ahead and start off here. Let me pull it back up. Let's go ahead and start off with the uh, H&F Industries East Coast Wombats matchup. We got the projected median score of 159 this week, mm-hmm. and uh, we are favored to beat the East Coast Wombats 55% to 45%. Pace, who are you picking in this matchup? So I'm picking East Coast, and I'll tell you why. It's okay. because after, I don't know how many years we've been doing league pick um, you know, previously, before we got to, to pick our draft selection, I think it was, you know, um, an extra lifeline, right, in the in the draft selection? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've always played league pick um, even if, if uh, the stakes weren't as high as they are now. Um, in the past, every single Thursday, I would set a calendar reminder and I'd go in there and I would pick my picks every week. And I remember a couple of years ago, you were talking about just doing it, you know, before the season even starts. Yeah. And I, you know, I just, I'd plan to do it like I always do it. And this year having a newborn in the house, I set every pick every week for the season. It's like two weeks ago and I'm not going to touch it. And <laughs> I, I went from like 10th place to seventh place. So I'm just leaving it week, as is. This past week you did? No, this was like three weeks ago. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I moved up about like three or four spots in the rankings. And so I'm just, I'm not going to touch any, any of my okay. picks from here on. So I'll, I will justify East coast 
um, based off me selecting them. Zay Flowers is about to go off. Yeah. Um, I, I know he's had a, a couple strong weeks here recently, uh, but I think his, his, you know, his routes run, it's like tops in the league right now. Um, Lamar's game's getting better. So I just see, you know, Zay Flowers having a big week and uh, Kamara, like you said earlier, the uh, PPR machine. Goodness so gracious. I'm going with the East Coast. All right. Um, I've got us picked. I'm tempted to pick the East Coast in case we lose. Then I kind of like win in a way, you know, that kind of mentality. But uh, yep, yep. I've got us. I've got us picked right now. I got to ride with it for now. So moving on, we got the Big Orange Bullies. Another big matchup here. Um, big Orange Bullies versus Kemp's Crew. Uh, high projected score here. Big Orange Bullies projected to get 172. Kemp's to get 163. Um, big Orange Bullies obviously favored in this one. So who you got on this? Yeah, I'm going with with Kemp's crew, um, and you know I had them selected just off my random picks, but I I do think they'll actually win this week. Um, really, I mean Travis Kelsey put up 36 points basically last week against the Chargers, and he gets probably one of the worst defenses in the Denver Broncos this week. Um, so I I don't know I could see Kelsey going over 40. Um, it's just going to be a massive week. I you know I'm not a big Falcons guy. But Drake London, as bad as Desmond Ritter is, they're playing a really awful Titan secondary. So I can see Drake London putting up numbers. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Kemp's crew. I just I got to give it to Big Orange Bullies here just because I think both teams offensively have great teams uh, and maybe give the nod to Jake offensively. But IDP wise, I think that Big Orange Bullies has a, an advantage there. And I think it's a bigger advantage. Um than the offensives, how, how they go up against each other. So I'm going to give it to Big Orange Bullies. They got this Bynum guy from Minnesota, and we had him rostered and uh, dropped him, unfortunately, and he's just going off. And he's projected for four points or something right now. He's not going to get four points. The guy the last four weeks has scored 21, 11, 11, and 16. And, uh, I mean, so he's going to score more points than that, unless I just jinxed him. If I did, I'm sorry. But uh, anyways, I'm going to give it to Big Orange Bullies. Should be a fun matchup to watch, though, regardless. Next up, we have Donut. Stop believing in your worst nightmare. Your worst nightmare is a heavy favorite to beat Rish this week, 62%. Uh, who you got on this one, Pace? Yeah, I just talked about Travis Kelsey possibly putting up 40 points. So that, you know, that would indicate, obviously, Mahomes having a big week. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go with your worst nightmare. Um, you know, I Mark Andrews against this awful Arizona Cardinals defense. I uh, could see him putting up big numbers. Um, I just see the Ravens putting up big numbers from here on out. So, um, and I like the I like the Jared Goff, uh, Josh Reynolds stack uh, that that Kevin has. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kevin. Listen, something could happen with Chris Olave with him saying that he. Uh, did you hear that? See the video of him getting pulled over. I did see that. Yeah, that was, <laughs> was like what a strange like who who releases body cam footage for speeding? I, I thought know, that was kind of yeah. odd. Yeah, I'm going to pick Rish. You know, Rish just pumped pumped me up, got the whole league going, you know. So, Rish, what I like about you, I think you're going to win this week. You got to love uh, having Palmer. Great pickup for you. I think that uh, Kincaid may have a big game tonight. Um, so, I'm going to give it to Rish. I think Rish is going to pull the upset this week. All right, moving on. We got the Golden Eagle Football Club versus Isaiah 40-31. And we have a close matchup here, 51% favorite for Cameron. Who you got on this one? Yeah, I'm going to go with – is it is it Cam or Cam? I always thought it was Cam. Cam, sorry. I'm just – Okay. Yeah, everybody calls him Cam, but uh, 
it, it, his name is Cameron, but it's not, it's what I'm reading from his manager name. <laughs> yeah, no, let's go with Cam. Uh, Golden Eagle Football Club, I think, wins this week. Uh, I just, you know, you, you want any part of the Miami offense. And I know they didn't put up huge numbers on Sunday Night Football last week. You know, kind of a down week for them. But I see a bounce back against the Patriots. And Derrick Henry, called shot. I think Derrick Henry is going to have a massive, massive game on Sunday against the Falcons. The Falcons' run defense is actually really good. But something about Derrick Henry and those Oiler throwbacks, I, I don't oh. know. I think he's gonna put up. He's gonna put up massive numbers, and so massive. I think another GM in the in the league's gonna see that and think we we got to trade for this guy at the deadline. So oh dear, oh dear. One last one last big week in uh in, in Titans gear in the baby blues. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Gregco versus the Almond Brothers, and we have uh, the Almond Brothers favored at fifty three percent. They got one sixty four versus one sixty for Gregco. He got on this pace. Yeah, I've got the Almond Brothers. Um, I just, you know, I, I like their team a lot. I think Isaiah Pacheco is is one of the surprises of this season, being yes. as steady as he's been. Um, really like their their running backs. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor is slowly, um, you know, picking up more workload in Indy. So could see their running backs doing well this week. Uh, a prediction on this one: I think yeah. a young way a young way coup field goal will be the difference in this game. Wow. Okay. Not in the tight, not not in Titans Falcons in Gregco versus the Almond Brothers. I think they're going to win by about two or three points, and the difference being a young way coup field goal. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to. We only got a couple minutes left here. We got Pace, your matchup versus the West Coast Wombats. You are, in, I mean, I'm not sure what West Coast is doing right now. They've got Deshaun Watson hoping he plays. Um, who's on their bench here? Who's their quarterback? Oh, Dobbs. They got Dobbs. Yeah. So yeah. right now. Watson is projected for zero points, so they are heavy favorites versus you, 149 to 115. Who you got on this one, Pace? Yeah, I mean, I've got to go with Pace in your face. Um, it's just I think Njoku's finding his stride, and I, I see big, a big game for Deontay Johnson at receiver, so I'm going to go with myself. And let's move on here to our last matchup, if I can pull it up. It is strong side versus the Tecmo Power Runners. Strong side, heavy favorites, 158 to 145 versus Tecmo. Hey, so you got on this? Yeah, I'm nervous for for Matt putting uh, Di Mercado, Di Mercado at, at running back in his lineup. It's just like the Cardinals' backfield is so it's like the old Patriots or Seahawks backfields where you just never know week to week who's getting who's getting their name called. So I don't really like that at running back for for Suggs, but um, I, I still see them getting the win this week. I will say this: they have. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with the projected points, but the Mantellus guy for Minnesota, the safety, has zero projected points, but he's going to play. He's been getting points, so I'm not sure what that deal is but uh that is it for our league pick them in the picks of the week pace thanks for joining us risher special thanks to him for joining us in the what i like about you segment we will see you guys next week good luck in week eight and get in those league pick and picks 